This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where customers who save by switching their home and car save nearly $800 on average. Quote at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $793 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2021 and May 2022. Potential savings will vary. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Amelia Project would not be possible without the generous support of our patrons. This episode is dedicated to super patron Tim McMackin, who will die in a sword-swallowing stunt gone wrong and reappear as a cinema projectionist in Shetland. Enjoy the show. Mother, will you sing me to sleep? Tomorrow... Can Pomp come to play? He is delirious. Oh dear. <laughs> Your two lips like pickled cherries. Kiss me goodnight, mother. Captain, that is not your mother. It's not? I'm not. No, sorry. Where? Captain, do you know where you are? Where? We're in your cabin on the Honselarge deck. Ring any bells? Yes. Yes. My flight. Yes. The storm. Yes. My cargo. Uh, Washed overboard, I'm afraid. Uh, Along with most of the crew. uh, This voyage is cursed. Did you feel it? Weeks ago. Back in Amsterdam, a blood came aboard. (laughs) Cursed. Pompey will be sad. Right, he's gone again. Uh, pass the bone saw, if you please. Bone saw? For delirium? No, for the gangrenous leg. Oh, that. Here we go. That is too small. I need the big bone saw. This one? No, bigger. This one? No, bigger. Ah, I will find it. The veil is lifting. Uh, I die now. I'd rather you didn't. It would be terrible for morale. Come on, old man. The passengers need you. Your crew needs you. What's left of them. And we're so close. Hang on in there, old chap. We're only three days out from New Orange. Hold on, wait. New Orange? Yes? What on earth is New Orange? But, but, New Orange, the city. New Orange is a city? (laughs) Yes. I've never heard of it. I'm pretty sure you have. Where is it? In the Caribbean? No. Does it still exist? Does it still... Are you having me on? No. Then you must be half asleep. I mean, it is almost midnight. Do we need to get a coffee? No, I don't need coffee. I'm fine. I've just never heard of New Orange. Oh, Alvina, Alvina. You've even been there. No, I'm pretty confident I've never been to any city named after citrus fruit. New or old. Well, okay, yes, that's true. We never actually got there. We ended up eating early morning donuts instead. 
They were incredible donuts, weren't Early they? Early morning. Wait, are you talking about? <laughs> yes, New Orange, Manhattan, Broadway, Times Square, the Statue of Liberty. You know, New York. New York. Yes. Oh, of course, New York. How could I forget? <laughs> It was called New Orange. Yes, yes. Well, that's because it was. Yes, the Dutch called it New Orange for a while. It didn't stick. Can't see why. Good thing though, or it would never have become the Big Apple. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you and Kozlovsky came travelling from Holland. Hmm. Did you live there? Uh, only briefly. We had a client die by collapsing dam, and <laughs> um, left a quarter of the country underwater. Oops. <laughs> Oops, indeed. Next up, the Americas, or so we thought. Um, should I get back to the story? Sure. So the captain was on his last legs, and you were three days out of new mandarin. Uh, uh, orange. Sorry, new nectarine. Okay, now you're just being silly. New pomegranate. <laughs> Look, it wasn't me who came up with the name, New okay? lime, <laughs> new tangerine. <laughs> uh, my eyes, so heavy... Tuck me in. I go now. Here it is. Oh, so you meant the enormous bone saw. Shh. I think he's fallen asleep. Captain, wake up. Uh, Here. Uh, <laughs> Bite down on this. You woke him up to saw his leg off? Yes. I would want to be away. Well, you might, but I doubt that. Uh, Captain? Ca oh, dear. That sounds like a death rattle. Uh, God's teeth, not another one. Bon voyage, good captain. Bon voyage, hmm. good captain. Well, there is no point wasting a perfectly good corpse. Wait, what are you doing? I'm harvesting rib. Oh, no. It oh. is remarkably similar to nasal cartilage. One day, I shall fashion a nose so magnificent. Oh, oh but, but, but this is the captain, old chap. Shouldn't you leave him alone? Oh, death cares not for status. We are all equal under its yoke. Almost all of us. Oh, but the crew, they're, they're a superstitious lot. They won't like it. They will not know. I will tidy him afterwards. I always do. Oh, I'm not so sure you're as discreet as you think you are. In fact, I rather think they already suspect. How is he? I brought rum. Oh, oh lovely. Um, go and heat it up with a bit of nutmeg. There's a good chap. It's for the captain, mm, not you. Yummy. Captain? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. You said he could save him. What happened to his chest? Why are his ribs sticking out? Um. Gangrene? Now, don't worry, young man. I will prepare the captain for sea burial. Gangrene did that? Unless you would prefer to keep him. Ah, there is an ancient embalming practice from Canemborno that uses pulverized cinnabar. I have been eager to Get away try. from him! Don't touch him! I said get away from him! What's the matter? What's the matter? The captain's dead, that's what. And so is everyone this... this... Creatures at his way with. I think he's talking about you. I think he is. I knew I shouldn't have left the captain alone with you. You know, healer. You now you're... look here. He did his best. He's usually rather good at this sort of thing. Well, in my defence, some of my tools and unguents were swept overboard during the last storm. The cursed storms. So many storms. 
as if the sickness weren't enough. A score dead in less than a week, the rest wasted away, skin on bone. But you two, look at you. Rosy cheeks, bright eyes, as hale and hearty as when you boarded in Amsterdam six long weeks ago. You, you are unnatural. Uh, now look here, good man. I, I can see you're upset, but, but remember, we lost people too, you know. There were five in our group at the start of this wretched journey. A, a brotherhood. Yeah, and where are the other three now? I'll tell you where. That one carved them up before they were cold and pickled bits of them in brine. Some brotherhood. I told you they suspected something. So you don't deny it. Desecrating your own men. Well, they agreed to it when they signed the contract. Not the time. Contract? To work with us. Clause 48, subsection D, paragraph 2. In the event of my death, while employed by the Brotherhood of the Phoenix, I consent to my remains being used for science Devilry! You're the devil's minion! And as for you, you're his bedfellow. Bedfellow? Not my type, old people. Uh, Bosun, you're needed up on deck, sir. The captain's dead, Figgins. And mutilated. Seize these men! Oh, come on. L let's calm down and be sensible about what this. What are you waiting for? The captain's dead because of them! Well, that's simply not true. Well, the thing is, Bosun. What? Is that cannon fire? Um, oh, no. No! Pirates? Now it's pirates? Oh, what next? A giant squid? Well, rather good timing, actually. Very hey, what? good timing. Bosun, they're flying. Henry Avery's flag! Henry Avery? Oh, um, not just any old pirate then. Henry Avery, the King of the Pirates. Amelia Project by Philip Thorne and Östen Ulsbeck Braga, with music and sound direction by Frederick Baden and sound design by Eli Hamada McElveen. Episode 69 Henry Avery, 1696. Guest episode by Lindsay Sharman. Goodbye, Honzel Arstig. You were very difficult to pronounce. Ouch! Ow! Move it! You don't have to poke me with your sword. I'm cooperating. No dilly-dallying. Uh, why have you brought us on board? Captain Avery wants a word with you two. That's Henry Avery, the king, king of... of the pirates. Yes, we know. Good. <laughs> so that means this ship is the fancy? That's right. The famous fancy. It is... small. That's what I was thinking. Much smaller than you'd expect. Oh, it's, it's like when we met Elizabeth I. 
Wasn't she tiny? Such a little head, like a blanched almond. Little, <laughs> but fearless, fierce, and frightening. I know she was, wasn't she? Shut your <laughs> traps. Oh, um, in there, both of you. Go on, move. Yes, yes, all right. Sit down. Don't touch anything. The captain will be along at his leisure. <laughs> <sighs> Why do you think they have only taken us captive? Our superior dental hygiene? Perhaps Captain Avery would like tips on how to keep one's breath fresh on a prolonged diet of hard tack and dried anchovies. <laughs> or perhaps... Might we have a customer? Hmm. He has a bounty on his head. Yes, a colossal bounty. He's a wanted man. He needs to disappear. He's already trying to. I mean, look at this ship. This can't be the fancy. Look at this room. The captain's quarters of the world's richest man, and you could barely swing a cat. No, he's in hiding. All that loot, and he can't even spend it. We could help him. We could. But we must be careful. Avery is ruthless. He would sooner torture a man than pay for his services. <laughs> and he'd enjoy it too. So, I suppose the question is, should we help him? Oh, as much as I delight in discussing the ethical parameters of our work, perhaps we should try and survive this encounter first. Agreed. Agreed. Stand up! Look smart! Captain Avery's on his way! Good luck. <laughs> Don't look him in the eye. He's like a rabbit dog. He'll take it as a threat. Rabbit dog? Where should we look? Uh, well, um, uh, pretend there's an invisible parrot on his shoulder and look at that. <clears throat> Captain Avery. Yes. All right, fellas. Thanks for coming. Sit down, sit down. Wait, wait, wait. Before I forget, give me a sec. Jesus. Oi! Don't just stand there holding your bricks. Go pick up the survivors, oh, yeah? God. Fish him out of water! Go on! Well, your mess, you clean it up! Sorry, lads, I said to them, one cannon blast, just one. And that's all it needs, but the lads got overexcited, didn't they? Sorry, what was your ship called again? Uh, the Honselastic. It was Dutch. Dutch? Oh, nothing like a pancake, is there? Knob of brandy butter on top. It's not just for Christmas, mate. Nice bit of streaky bacon. Fish bash bosh down the hatch, am I right? One second, one second. <laughs> I can sense when you're dragging your feet. Get to it! Survivors, now! Stop standing around with your cutlasses up your ass. Yes, Chef! Sorry, Chef! Bloody hell, I mean, they're good lads, but fuck me. Thick as pork fan and idiot custard, know what I mean? Not really. May I ask what we're doing here, Captain Avery? <sighs> Brother under the Phoenix, innit? That's you. Uh, and... Uh, how did you come to hear that name, may I ask? Oh, yeah, you fellas like to keep it a secret, don't you? Well, don't blame you. Got a recipe for a crispy chicken coat in that is going to the fucking grave with me. Try and get it out of me. You won't. You can't. There's no point. Don't try. Don't even think about it. It ain't happening. Wind your neck in! But, yeah. Brother of the Phoenix. Uh, what did I hear? Uh, let me think. <sighs> One night in New Providence, a few months back, down by the shore I was, dopey and swaying with the drink, water... Lapping at my feet, the moon hanging in a squinting sky. 
sound like a fresh ball of mozzarella. And then a voice, oh, such a voice, swam into Michelle likes, drifting across the waves. A haunting siren song it was that told of the two men who would not die, who gave new lives to others. You met a siren? You heard such a creature and lived, and she sang of us. Nah, I'm just pulling your leg. <laughs> your faces, <laughs> hey! Well, As you go in there, you swats. Well told. <laughs> now I heard it from the landlady, the Arthur Cutlass. This pub me and the lads like the painter rice. Does a bang-up mutton rum stew with ghost peppers. <laughs> Spicy! Lovely stuff. Anyway, she told me you fellas could help me with my little problem. Which is? Well, I got this ration with bollocks. Oh, oh, um, uh... No, <laughs> I'm just joking. Oh. I'm joking with you. I got you again. <laughs> yes. It's a good one. Um. It's a well. <clears throat> I'm. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure how to put it now. Now it comes to it. Um, you see, the problem is. The, the problem is that you are the most hunted man in the world. Bish bash bosh, have a banana. Ding ding. We have a winner for the meat raffle. Oi oi oi. <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Yes, well, I mean, it's, a, it's a tricky problem. All eyes are on you, Captain Avery. The whole world watches, and our services are not cheap. Well, you know I'm good for it. I'm the richest man in the world. Fat Wads Avery, that's me. Yes, but your loot is problematic, is it not? I mean, you stole the incomparable Mughal treasure from the Ganges Hawaii. Highly identifiable, and in such vast quantities that even moving it puts you at risk of discovery. I mean, your crew are highly identifiable too, are they not? And, and if captured, would be tortured until they revealed your movements. In essence, Captain Avery, it is not just you that needs a new identity, but your crew and the loot too. <sighs> Sounds pretty bloody bad when you put it like that. Yes, it is a terrible problem for Henry Avery. Yep. One almost feels sorry for Henry Avery. Um, thanks? Except when one remembers that Henry Avery is an ex-slaver, a torturer, a rapist, a murderer. And then one does not feel sorry for Henry Avery. Not at all. I should kill you for that. Yes. One does not say that sort of thing to Henry Avery's face, does one? Not without one finding out what one's own spleen looks like. No. no. So, thank goodness, he's not here. But I wonder where exactly is he? And why is a ship's cook pretending to be him? Oh, how do you know I'm a ship's cook? <laughs> well, I mean, your crew did call you chef. Oh, Christ in a bun. They really are stupid. Yes. And you do talk about food a lot. Bollocks! Well, maybe I do talk about food a lot. Maybe I'm a bloody good ship's cook. What I can do with a piece of heart attack is nothing short of magic. Yeah, all right, you got me. My name's Jack Boyd. I may not be Henry Avery, but I do have his loot and I have his crew. And if any of us get caught, we're bloody toast. So you're going to help us or not? Oh, I find you very interesting indeed. So yes, we'll help you. But first, you need to tell us your story. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Not all pirates are merciless killers, you know. Most were just normal sailors, sick of being treated like dirt. Less than dirt. I was in the British Navy as a lad. I saw what they did to their own people. Grueling, dangerous work, terrible wages, and once they break your body, kicked out without a penny, left on the streets to starve. So tell me, what would you do? Ah, you're a couple of toffs, you wouldn't understand. But for the rest of us, piracy is the only chance we have to make proper money and get out of the game. Just enough to buy a piece of land, settle down, have a family, get a dog, write a book of rum-based desserts. Oh, but that's nothing more than a dream, my good man. What's the average? Three years before a pirate is caught and hanged for their crimes? Well, you say something that we think is worth the risk. But of course, there's some pirates that put your very soul in peril. Avery. <sighs> Avery. And a lot of his crew were wankers too. The rot starts at the top, as they say. Bugger me, I chose the wrong ship to join. The fancy, colossal it was, like his ambition. So many mouths to feed that for a while I was too busy working to think about... Well, his methods. But last year, when they captured the Moogle treasure, what they did to those people, I couldn't take it no more. Why didn't you leave? Well, I couldn't. He wouldn't let me. See... After the sacking of the Ganges of Y, Avery had to lay low. He wrecked the Fancy and took a different ship, identical to the Fancy but scaled down. Ah, this ship. Correct. The small Fancy. Much faster, see? Huh. And not only that, but it creates an illusion. Other ships think we're further away than we are. Too far away to chase. Clever, eh? Huh. Yes, very clever. But if Avery scaled down, wasn't that an opportunity for you to leave? Oh yeah, it was. Most of the crew were sent on their way with a share of the loot, and I thought, right, this is it, I am out of here. But Avery said no. Well, he couldn't give up the best ship's cook that ever sailed the Seven Seas, could he? So there I was, stuck with this psychopath, roasting his hams and icing his buns, right at the centre of the biggest manhunt in history. How terribly uncomfortable. But tell me, why haven't you been caught? It's been more than a year since Avery took the Mughal treasure. Turns out... No one's brave enough to challenge the King of the Pirates. Won't go near us, will they? Even the privateers, the professional bounty hunters. Because they don't think he's a man. They think he's tainted. They think he's the devil himself. They're superstitious. Oh, it's sailors, isn't it? They think their soul's in peril if a dolphin so much as looks at them sideways. But let me tell you, whatever anyone says, Avery was just a man. I've seen him with bits of egg in his beard. I used to laugh at his own farts. Not just sometimes either. Every time. When it comes down to it, Avery was just another horrible twat. So I don't regret what I did. I don't. Someone had to do something. And what was that? Poisoned Bumbo. I beg your pardon? Bumbo? Oh, 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 it's beautiful. I mean, I've made some tweaks to the basic recipe, but you take a lovely dark rum, some water, a bit of sugar, a pinch of nutmeg. Oh, yes, yes. Heat it up. Not too much. 
Don't want to burn off the rum. Oh, no, indeed. And sometimes I like to add some lime yes. and a little bit of coconut water. Oh, yes. Gives it a lovely, sharp and savoury edge. And uh, hides the poison pretty effectively, too. May I ask what poison you used? An old Borgia recipe. Cantarella. You had access to Cantarella? Well, every good cook knows what plants and fungi to avoid, you see. And by the same token, we make rather good poisoners. <clears throat> I might have served this um, special bumbo to a few of the other pirates, too. Only the horrible ones, you understand. I see. So you poisoned him and several other wrongans, and then assumed Avery's identity. But why? Well, the lads thought it was a good idea. The lads? Yeah, my lads from the kitchen. You've met some of them. They was firing cannonballs at you. One of them escorted you in here. Wait, wait. Uh, they worked in your kitchen? Originally, yeah. They had to take new roles, didn't they? We all did. What? Do you mean to say the only people you didn't poison were the kitchen staff? You mean this ship is crewed entirely by kitchen staff? Yeah, it's been a nightmare figuring out how to steer this bloody thing. Good. But we are learning fast, and they're good lads. Thick as a walrus movie, but good lads. And they look up to me. I give them a hard time, but they know I'll protect them when the chips are down. And if the world thinks Avery is still captain of this ship, then... Then you're all protected. Because no one dares challenge the devil himself. That's right. But it won't last much longer, will it? Greed always wins. Any day now, some avaricious bastard's going to come after the bounty. Me and the lads are living on borrowed time. But see, that's why you're here. A few weeks ago, Brenda told me you'd be able to help. Uh, Brenda? The landlady of the Arthur Cutlass. Ah, I see. The, the siren. Hmm. I wonder how Brenda knew of us. And where we'd be. Oh, Brenda knows everything. If you're ever in trouble, go find Brenda. Oh, oh, really? Well, then why don't you just ask Brenda to help you disappear, then? You fellas don't seem as busy. Uh, well, <laughs> I, I, it, well, I... So, what's the plan? The um, plan. Right, uh, yes, um, well, the plan is... Um, yeah, we'll, I don't know about um, you fellas, but uh, I do my best thinking with a hot, stimulating beverage and a bake to go. <laughs> Service! Come on, come on! Three bumbos and a plate of French fancies. Chop, chop, lads. Let's get some energy in here. Coming right up. Oh, lovely, thank you. So, any ideas, fellas? French fancy first? Well, uh, perhaps uh, I am uh, unduly influenced by very recent events, namely the sinking of the seemingly accursed Honselar stick, but the tale of the Flying Dutchman springs to mind. Ah, yes! The Flying Dutchman, the legendary ghost ship doomed to sail the oceans forever. The mere sight of this ship is said to send a man to a watery grave, and thus it is a ship one would very much wish to avoid. Indeed, indeed. <laughs> well now, excellent idea, old boy. From one cursed identity to another more effective cursed identity. You what? What are you talking about? This ship will cast aside its disguise as the Fancy and don a new disguise as the Flying Dutchman. And you, Boyd, will become the ghostly captain of the aforementioned Flying Dutchman. The wretched, cursed Captain Hendrik van der Decken. For this, 
We will need a quantity of white paint for the ship's hull and mast, some bioluminescent algae, ghostly versions of the crew's current attire, and an Aztec death whistle. An Aztec what? Imagine a death rattle of an ancient god. That is the sound it makes. Truly an abomination. It will certainly frighten off any ship that comes too close, should the luminescent ghostliness not prove sufficiently off-putting. We will also need to spread a few rumours on shore, to give renewed vigour to the legend of the Flying Dutchman. Perhaps the remaining passengers from the Honzelage deck that you've fished out of the water can be convinced to participate. After the trials they've endured, their minds will be marvellously malleable. We will whisper in their ears and then set them ashore under cover of night. <laughs> Mr. Board, sir. Uh, sorry, I mean, uh, uh, Captain Avery, sir. Three points of bumbo and a plate of French fancies. Good lad. Now piss off. <laughs> Look at that. They're in the shape of tiny ships. Oh, how darling. <laughs> so let mm. me get this straight. Mm. You want me to be the captain of a ghost oh. ship? Oh. To dine on fine victuals once again. Mm. Oh, it's been too long. Mm. Oh, Mr. Boyd, you really are an excellent oh. cook. Yes, <laughs> that's what I am. Mm. Mm. Oh. To go back to the matter in hand, Mr. Boyd, you shall have to heave the Mughal treasure over the side. You what? Oh, well, you certainly can't spend it. Mm. Oh. And you certainly don't want to be caught with it either. I mean, well, I mean, perhaps you could keep a few of the smaller items, ones that can be melted down in a discreet crucible. Otherwise, over the side it goes, I'm afraid. Plippity-plop. Ploppity-what? Well, we can pick it up from the seabed when the heat dies down, say in a couple of hundred years. Let us call it a deferred payment. A couple of hundred... So it's true. What Brenda said about you? We should have a word with that woman, Brenda. <clears throat> Boyd, <clears throat> we should make haste to the island of Nassau to obtain supplies. You can drop us off while we're there. Uh, yeah, I suppose. Now, what's the matter? Why so glum? Don't you like the plan? I'll still be captain. Yes, that's right. Captain Hendrik van der Decken. Uh, can you do a Dutch accent? I mean, it is one of the tricky ones. Perhaps you could employ one or two members of the Honzelarstek as crew. They could teach you. But I don't want to be captain. I want to be cook. Oh, I see. Um, well, a, a ship must have a captain, Mr. Boyd. Um, uh, might one of the other lads wish to assume the position? Then you can be ship's cook again. One of these lads? Run a ghost ship? I barely trust him to make a cheese sandwich. Well, a captain needs certain qualities. A sharp mind, a thrust in nature, the ability to carry off a ruffled shirt. Well, can't you do both? Captain and cook? That's what I've been doing, and it doesn't work. Do you know how little time I've had in the kitchen this past year? These French fancies, I didn't do them. I had to entrust my recipe to one of the lads and hope for the best. Oh, but they're excellent. Mm. Mm. I make them better. Mm. Oh, better than this? Look at that fondant anchor, it's a wonky. I mean, to disappear requires a certain degree of sacrifice, Mr. Boyd. But to sacrifice who I am? That is literally the essence of assuming a new identity, yes. But, um, let me think. Perhaps there is another solution. 
One which is the same, but different. Think of a ship. Agile, flexible, unfixed. A generator of wealth. A place and a means to establish oneself, and yet an unestablished place. I. Are you suggesting what I think you're suggesting? Think of it. The ability to travel with stealth across considerable distances. Loyal staff. Somewhere I could work away from prying bureaucrats. With excellent on-site storage and efficient waste disposal. And the sea air does seem to agree with us. Well, hang on. Somewhere you could work? Here? You want to work here? On my ship? A ghost ship. To spirit clients away. Undetected. Untraceable. And exceptionally well fed. Wait, wait a second, wait a second. We would need to dictate the ship's course, of course. We will have to be in charge. Luckily, I do look good in a ruffled shirt. You'd be captain. Well, we would take it in turns, I think. One month on, one month off. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> and what sort of menu would a good captain's want to adorn their table? Oh, surprise us, Boyd. Expand our palates. Discover new and thrilling flavours from each place we visit. What do you say, man? A new identity as a ghost chef awaits, if you want it. Would you and your lads work for us? Ha <laughs> ha! Yes! abso fucking lootly Ah, that a boy! <laughs> there would, of course, be a contract to sign. Stay tuned for the epilogue, but first the credits. This episode was dedicated to Tim McMacken and featured Toby Williams as Henry Avery, Alan Bergen as the interviewer, Hemi Yeroham as Kozlowski, Julia C. Thorne as Alvina, Benjamin Noble as Derek the Pirate, Lawrence Owen as the Captain and Bosun, Torgny G. Ondero as a crewmate, and Benjamin Noble, Lawrence Owen, and Torgny G. Ondero as pirates. The episode was written by Lindsay Sharman with story editing by Philip Thorne and Einstein Ulsberg Braga, sound design by Eli Hamada McElveen, music by Frederick Barden, direction by Philip Thorne and Einstein Braga, and dialogue editing by Philip Thorne. Production assistance by Marty Patsival and graphic design by Anders Pedersen. If the show brings you joy and you want to help us keep making episodes, consider leaving a tip for new episodes. You can do that by visiting ameliapodcast.com, clicking on support the show and choosing a Patreon tier that makes sense for you. If you tip us with $2 per episode, thank you so much. If you tip us with $5 per new episode, thank you, we're so chuffed and we will make all our bonus content available to you. And if you tip us with $20 or more, wow, you are making a substantial difference to our lives and we will give you a shout out on the show. Speaking of which, thank you to our incredible super patrons. That's Celeste Joes, Heat312, Rodney Dulligy, Jem Fiddick, Alban Asant, Amelie and Alison, Stephanie Weitenhiller, Rafael Eduardo Vifas Verastaki, Ashlyn Brand, Alison Throw, Patricia Bornwagner, Bryce Godmer, Cliff Heisinger, Michael West, Tom Putnam, 
Diana Birchenbreiter, Tim McMackin, Blythe Varney, Parker Percy, Sophie H, Natalie Aurora, Emre Chibi, Posh Baby Rentals Florida, Lee and V Hewardine, Mr. Squiggles, David Livingston, Tony Fisher, Tibby, Florian Byers, Courtney Mays Renson, Sunny D Anomaly, Boo, and Jackie B. For more info, visit ameliapodcast.com and you can follow us on Tumblr, Twitter, and Instagram. And now, the epilogue. Did we run the show? I am sorry, but I cannot see anything in this fog. It is thick as pea soup. Yes, and not the good kind that Boyd makes with plenty of crispy bacon. Where are we? Dry your ice, sweet as a nut. Hey lads, scoop up some of that and make us some iced bumbo. Chop chop, we're all thirsty. Uh, we are either very far south or very far north. Uh, that storm really blew us off course. What? What is that? What? That on top of the iceberg. It, it, it's moving. <laughs> well, hello there. Get away. Get away from me. What is wrong? Can't you not see what it is? It is a strange-looking bird. That's all. Captain Deadeye. I? Oh, do you not recognize it? I do not oh, think so. It is black and Dread. white. It is nothing like oh, a man eye or a swan. And I wonder, maybe... It's a mave bird, Captain. It is a mave bird. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish.